Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pats, the Next Level Network. Hope you are well. I am um, I'm better. I'm not 100%. Now the uh, congestion has left my nose area and is uh, in my esophagus. <laughs> that's not a thing. If that's No, if that's the case, we have a real problem. That's really what that is. But now a little bit of a cough, but I'm okay. I feel all right. Um, if you're a patron, patreon.com slash the melting pat, you can see me right now. We'll cut that out for the, uh, for the normal people and just say that you can see me. If you sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash the melting pat, you can see me in my bright blue, my baby blue powder blue Phillies headband with the red P and, uh, yeah, it looks great. I think my hair looks pretty awesome today. And it uh, looks even better with the headband. So there you go with that. All right. We good? <laughs> we all right? We good? Yeah. Hope you're well. Hope you're doing okay. Um, a lot. I, I needed a fun thing today, and my mom delivered without knowing. Wonderful. Love my mom. Tomorrow, actually, today when this comes out, or when the Patreon version comes out, today is her birthday. And also, my smoking hot wife. They share a birthday. So happy birthday, I love you both. Thank you for not listening to the show. I don't know. Uh, anyway, no, play the thing. I know my wife doesn't have time to listen to this show, and that's fine because she can hear it from upstairs. And um, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> Their birthday is over by the time the show comes out. But again, the Patreon version is uh, when that comes out, it will be their birthday. So. There we go. Have a double birthday because, of course, my mom and my wife would be born on the same day. Of course they would. Why wouldn't that happen to me? All right. Anyway, uh, we'll talk chance encounters in just a second. We'll talk about investor-only listings because I see a lot of house listings because I said the word Zillow out loud once, and now that's what my phone thinks I want to see. Uh, we'll talk about the Jesus ads that were that have been everywhere the last few months. And uh, we have a wrestling question from a fan. Thank you very much. and. We'll talk about the new baseball rules, and then the captain should be joining us, and that will wrap the show. Yeah, we're good. That's all. The wrestling is is kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. Um, it's a big question. They asked who I think the best wrestler in the world is right now, and that's a big question with a, a number of answers that could be correct. So we'll talk about that, and then the baseball rules. I love the pitch clock. There you go. Spoiler. I love it, but you know that if you're a longtime fan of the show. Um Okay, so there you go. That's on the menu for today. Hope you're doing great. It's warming up, kind of, a little bit, and um, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. Kids, kiddo's a little sick. He's getting past it. The doctor called in some serious stuff, and uh, yeah, he's doing okay. He's all right. He's better than he was 48 hours ago. How's that? Is that does that make sense? Yes, of course it does. So that's great. All right, um, let's do the song. Now you got the menu. You know what's coming on the show. So we're going to play a song from our old friends, Ruby Bones. And I, um, here's what happens with the show. When I have a, a band on the show, when I feature a band on the show, and the first time I featured Ruby Bones was when I had them on. And so when I do that, I, 
you know, I make a note on the website. There's a list that here's all the song, songs that I played. And then I try to keep track of what's new when people are putting stuff out. So I may not get back to a band for a long time. Like with Beasley a few weeks ago, like I hadn't played them for like three years. And that's a combination of either me missing their releases or them not putting anything out. But I try to get the newer stuff because that's what the band is going to promote and that's what they're going to want me to play. And I don't like, I don't ask them. I just say, oh yeah, if I've played them before, oh, you have a new song, here it is. And so I try to do that. And then what happens is I lose track of other bands that I've played and I miss out on some tunes. So Ruby Bones, while they've not put out anything new that I can see, at least according to their Bandcamp, they haven't put out anything new. Bandcamp, uh, it's rubybones.bandcamp.com, R-U-B-Y-B-O-N-E-S.bandcamp.com. This is from their record that came out when they were on the show right after that uh, called Laser Tooth Tiger. It's fantastic. This band is great. These dudes are awesome. I would love to have them back on the show. It would be great um, if we can find the the time. And also Ruby Bands Boned, Ruby, wow, rubybonesband.com. That's where you can find more from them too. I'd love to have them back on. If we can make the timing work now, I don't know if it can work out as it did at the time. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the record is Laser Tooth Tiger. It's great. The band is Ruby Bones. They're fantastic. This song, it's a fun one. I love it. It's really, it's really great. It's called Drink All Night Ruby Bones. It's the Melty Cat. We're coming right back. Into the night like a lion's shot. You've been fighting for your life just to hear them haunting. Out in the dark, in the dead of the night. Always on your mind if you hear them talking. Well, talk is cheap if you're talking to me.
twilight Right before it came crashing All down to the wire And spiral Up and halting it ends in Carino back in time To the twilight Right before it came crashing All down to the line In a spiral Up and halting it ends in We're gonna drink all night there you have it our dear friends ruby bones with i always want to say their latest when i play a song but that's not true the song is called drink all night from the record laser tooth tiger ruby bones band.com for more from them thank you my friends come back on the show when we can find some time which is tough because i have a kid and one of them had just had a second kid james or matt had a kid and then james had they had their second kid i think that's how it worked around the time that they were on the show, we were talking about that. So maybe the timing won't work anymore. Maybe they don't even do music anymore. That's not true. I see them post things all the time. And if that's, I mean, if they, like, if they broke up, then, uh, well, you got a fun song to listen to because that's really fun. So there you go. Laser Tooth Tiger, the record, the song Drink All Night, rubybonesband.com. Thank you, my friends. There we go. Yes, that didn't sound close at all, but it was really fun. That was a fun one to do. There were a couple of uh, riffs in that song I could have gone with, um, but I just, I don't know. I, I thought the middle one there was good and I just kind of improvised and we went from there. I thought it sounded fun. So I'm going to send that to the band before the show comes out and then uh, we'll let them judge. But there you go. Patrons got to hear a little bit, a little bit of both uh, uh, attempts there. And you got to see me uh, do some air guitar. Kind of because the way the camera's positioned, you can't really see what my other hand is. There we go. If we bring it up here, like it's like we're Jimi Hendrix or something. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. Ruby Bones. (laughs) Oh my goodness. They are never going to want to come back to the show. Like this guy is a mess. We don't want to deal with him anymore. And that's a shame. Oh, well, anyway, Ruby Bones, your next record, whenever it comes out, come back on the show and we'll have some fun. All right. Rest of the show. (laughs) So when I started the topic list for today, like when I finalized it for today, I had two things I'm going to complain about. A question from the audience about wrestling and then new baseball rules and then the captain. And I'm like, you know what? I need something fun. And it just so happens today, my mom called me and she told me about a chance encounter that she had today, like just just happened. And I'm not going to mention any uh, identifying information aside from my mom, I guess. I don't know. And it got me thinking like she, um, let me see. I'm trying not to give it away because I don't want this to sound disparaging. Does that make sense? I just don't want to give it away. So she encountered some, let's do this. She used to work with someone. And I also 
let's call it used to work with someone <laughs> and uh they had a they had a chance meeting today because of uh because of their current jobs and it just made me think like if you ran into someone and she had to call me immediately or had to, she texted me and said call me when you get a chance which is not I, like I thought someone like there was an accident or like somebody died and then it turns out it was something much better and so it got me thinking like if you ran into someone from your past and this might be a show question in the future but I I'm trying to figure out how to word it kind of in real time so my bad if you ran into someone from your past is there I got my it would depend on who it was but is there someone in your life now who you would have to call immediately and say oh my god guess who I just ran into and guess the guess what happened with this interaction and oh my god i have to tell you about this like is there someone in your life right now where you would call them and they would understand immediately what you mean by oh my god i had to call you and tell you this like whether it was someone from work or someone from school or someone um maybe you ran into your like okay i got one for you we were living at our apartment and so this would have been well, between 2012 and 2019. So this would have been probably end of 2012 or spring of 2013, if I have my timeline right. And I'm I'm outside and bump is over. He came over for something. I can't remember why. So we're just hanging out, throwing a ball around. And we lived on the second floor of a house. And so the first floor was somebody we knew, like somebody who grew up near Jill. And it turns out he invited a friend of his to live with him. And so this guy comes out and I'm like, I recognize this guy. And he gets up closer. He goes, Hey Pat, how you doing? Good to see you. And he walked away and I was like, that's my high school bully. Like that was literally my high school, but like the guy who gave me the most in high school now lives in the same house that I do on a different floor. And it was such a weird thing. Cause like, it wasn't like, like he didn't beat me up. So I guess, you know, it was just kind of dumb high school bully that got before, like before that, like he just teased me a lot. Like a lot of people did in high school or, you know, in real life today. Um, you know, but it was wild cause he just, he seemed like he had leveled out cause he was like a really like an angry dude at the time. I mean, he was a junior or whatever in high school, but he seemed really kind of mellowed out, which was nice to see. And then a few times over the next six or seven months or so, like we'd go out to walk buster or to go do laundry. And then I just sit and chat with him for a couple minutes, which was really cool. Like it was a really kind of interesting reunion, I guess, because this guy who used to, you know, make my days hell in high school was now not only living, you know, 30 feet from me or whatever, not even 10 feet from me, um, but turned out to be a decent guy. And a guy I could just have a chat with, which was pretty cool. And so I remember um, in the moment when I first noticed that he lived there and he said hi to me, I, uh, I was like, I pulled bum. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, come here. Like we were tossing a ball around. I'm like, hey, come here. I was like, you remember the guy in high school who used to give me a ton of every day? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, there he is. And he, <laughs> I remember, I remember bum took a look like, like, dude, you want me to go beat him up? I'm like, no, no. He like, he totally see, like he was joking, but he took the guy totally seemed really, uh, really mellowed out, which was great. Like it was a nice surprise. Let's put it that way. So 
I mean, I didn't have to call him because he was like, I didn't have to call bump. I would have called him, but I didn't have to because he was literally right there, <laughs> literally right there. Um, but I do wonder, let's put this, uh, let's put a pin in this for the future. If you, or you know what? Answer this or leave a, leave me a comment on one of my social things or leave a review. I, well, I don't, I don't know if you can do that from your app. I don't know. Cause I don't really know how to, I don't really check those a lot. I know reviews help and I should ask you to do them, but, um, I don't know. Anyway, leave me a comment on one of my, on either the show post at the, at the website or on one of my social things. If you had a chance encounter with a person from your past, like if you just randomly ran into them at the store or at your job or at their job or whatever, if you ran into them, how did it go? And is there, or I guess let's make this hypothetical. Or if you really had one, let me know that too. But hypothetically, if you ran into someone from your past, whether they were a good, you know, a good uh, piece of your history or not, maybe not is better, uh, is funnier anyway. You know, how did, how would it go? How do you think it would go down? And after the conversation, if you have one, yes, if you have a little conversation, after the interaction is over, is there someone in your life who you would have to call immediately and say, oh my God, you'll never guess who I just saw. So let me know. Let me know about that. Who would that be? Who are you calling? And uh, I don't know. How long are you going to be on the phone with them explaining what happened? <laughs> yeah, so let me know about that. Thank you, Mom. Love you. Happy birthday. And uh, I, yeah, you didn't know you were going to give me a, a piece of uh, of the show here, but you did, and I'm glad it happened. So yeah, expect a report next week, Mom, by the way. Um yeah, so let me know if that this has happened. If this has happened to you, uh, let me know for the future. All right, leave a leave a comment on the show thing or leave a review or something. Uh, chance encounters. Who are you calling? Are you calling me? If you're running into somebody from school, are you calling me? What's the conversation we're going to have after that? Yeah, that's fun, right? Is that a is that a good way to phrase that question? Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Okay, um, cut that. Here we go. Um, <laughs> The weird, the fun thing about doing a Patreon version of the show is all the random little snippets I get to cut for the regular people. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see what's going on here, you want to hear little bonuses in between stuff, sign up, patreon.com slash the monthly pack. Give me a dollar and you get the stuff. Dollar a month. All right, let's do this. Let's talk housing. All right, I'm not, we're not in the market to move. We've been here for three years, almost exactly. and. I don't know how the ads first came up. I always like to look and see. Well, first it was, let's look and see what the prices are around us to see how lucky we are. And it turns out we're very lucky because the prices around us are much higher than what we pay, which is great. Um, not for them, but like for us that I don't pay that much. And so, I don't know, I said the word Zillow out loud. And so now I see all these listings on Facebook of apartments and houses and all this. And I mean, it's fine, whatever you, you know, got to do what you got to do. And a lot of people are on Facebook. So maybe that is a good way to, to market, to rent your properties. But I keep seeing this little note in all these listings, these house or apartment listings, and it says investors only. And that really chaps my ass, as my colleague likes to say. I was talking about this with someone the other day about how hard it is for people who aren't super rich to, to own a home, to buy a house at this point. Because what happens is these investors, like my landlord, who is a, you know, she runs a management company or is a part of one. And so these people will buy the houses and then enlist her to run them basically, 
manage the property. And so the problem with that is all of them are now rentals. And so if you want to own a house, you have to look that much harder. And it really bothers me that these like Facebook marketplace listings say investors only. Like we don't want, like we're selling the house. Like if you're selling the house, sell it to someone to live in. Like, I don't want to know, like if you're selling it, it means you don't want it anymore, right? So you're going to get the money from someone no matter what. So what is, I guess, all right, anybody who's in the realty business, any, do I know any realtors? I do know some real, some people in real estate who may be able to answer this question, but do they listen to the show? That's what we're going to find out once this goes up is what is the advantage? So if I'm selling, like say I own this house and we're moving, maybe we already moved to somewhere else. And so I sell the house, I put it up on the market or on somewhere, and I say, investors only. Like I'm not selling it to someone to live, I'm selling it to someone to then manage and rent out for themselves. What is the advantage to marking it only for investors as opposed to selling it to someone to live in? Like what is the, is there a financial advantage? Is there a, I don't know, like a logistical advantage I'm not considering? to list it for investors because really what that says to me like what all this does for me as a like a, just a random guy saying stuff is now that house is unavailable if somebody wants to buy it to live in because now they'll have to rent it if they want to live there anyway they'll have to rent it pay way above market to because this manager person will jack up the price because of all the renovations they do um you know they take out the carpet and put in a put in shades in the windows or something and then they charge another $400 a month. So <laughs> that's close to being true. Um, and so I'm wondering, what is the advantage for the seller to market investor only and not sell it to someone to live there? What is the, someone who knows about this? Because I, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I, I am a guy who, for sure, if I don't know something, I, if it's a fun thing, I'll make it up. But if it's, a, if it's the thing I really want to know about and I don't know, I'm not going to pretend I know all these things. So somebody in real estate, if you're out there, um, is there an advantage to marking a property investor only? Because all I see when I see investor only is, oh, you're taking that house away from someone who might want to buy it to live there and spend 30 years there. You're now taking that option away so that this person, if they want to move, say they're in a bad situation, they want to move, their only options are paying way too much rent to live in a place that might be cheaper if they bought it. But now that option is gone and this is happening all over the place. That option has disappeared because you've now listed it for investors only. Really, it just bothered me that these houses are being bought up not by people to live in, but by people who want to make money off them and, and use them as passive income and be slumlords and all that. Um, not saying that's going to be the case, but uh, or run them as Airbnbs. I mean, that's oh, that's even worse. I'd rather be a rental than run it than use it as an Airbnb. Ugh. Oh, that's another thing. We talked about Airbnbs before, didn't we? Right? If we didn't, I don't want to go into it now because we got a lot of stuff going on. But, but yeah, just it it bothers me. Investor only list. Just sell the house to somebody who wants to buy it and make your money and move on. I don't know unless there is really some kind of advantage to selling it to only an investor as opposed to a real family who wants to live there. Um, and if that's the case, let me know. A lot of calls to action for you this week. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> well, I don't have information and I sure would like it. So 
If you know any of these things, let me know. All right, so there you go. Investor listings, they bother me. You know what else bothers me, people? You know what else is bugging me? These Jesus ads, man. He gets us. That's the campaign. He gets us dot whatever it is. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Jesus, you know, they, they present like a situation like, oh, he was shunned and made fun of on the subway or whatever. Like, no, he wasn't. But anyway, they go, oh, he gets us, man. Jesus gets us. And they showed one during the Super Bowl that was like really depressing, like a war-torn area. And it's like, oh, Jesus stands with his haters or something like that. I'm like, all right. All right. Now, again, I grew up Catholic, so maybe I'm kind of uh, kind of numb to all this Jesus advertising. And it's not going to move the needle for me. Maybe that's it. Because I grew up Catholic. I, I know a lot of these stories and stuff. I know a lot of the things they're trying to sell us on because I was in that world for a long time. And so I'm either the best or the worst guy to come at this uh, this campaign, I think. Um, <laughs> but I just, uh, first of all, they're everywhere. The commercials are everywhere. They were on during the baseball playoffs. They were all over the place. They're all over Reddit, all over Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. And a couple years ago or last year, during the Super Bowl, when they had all the cryptocurrency ads, I remember someone made the point that, hey, you know how I know that money is great, that we don't need a commercial for it. And I wonder if that, and I don't mean to offend anyone who is uh, who's a follower of Jesus. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to tear you down here, but I just made, it's an interesting parallel that I made in my stupid head that, you know, I think we all know if if you've been taught about Jesus, you kind of know how great he is already, and you don't need a commercial, right? You don't need to have all these commercials for Jesus, do you? Don't you, right? I feel like if you're going to want to know about it, there are other places to go besides scrolling Reddit and and watching baseball on TV, <laughs> right? Like I I just I just feel like we don't really like how many people, okay, here's my question. How many people honestly are going to go to church tomorrow because they saw a commercial for Jesus today? Like if you saw that Jesus like war torn, whatever the commercial was at the Super Bowl, or if you saw like, oh, he gets us, man. Like who's going to see that and go, oh man, you know what? He does get us. He does get us. And then I heard that it's being run by a non-denominational someone who's not a great person. And so I don't know, consider that too. Like consider the source too. Should we go to hegetsus.com? Let's do it. He gets us. He gets us.com. I can't type while I'm trying to stay on camera. Uh nope. Okay, well that's hegetus.com. That's the opposite of well, it's not the opposite, but let's try again. Let's try this again. We're going to we're going to do this. He gets us. He gets us.com. There we go. All right. He gets us. Oh god. He gets us has an agenda. I don't like that. Agenda is kind of a dirty word, <laughs> isn't it? Right? Like, I I don't know, man. Oh, my goodness. All right. Jesus loved the people we hate. Okay. Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table. All right. Um, did Jesus have fun? Did Jesus live in poverty? What is going on here? Did Jesus ever mourn? Yeah, that's that's in the Bible. We know that one. Jesus was a refugee. Okay. Jesus was fed up with politics too. All right. Is this a campaign? Hold on. Let's read there about us. Is this a campaign to get me to go to church? And this is the answer. No, I'm not reading the whole thing. Nobody wants to be preached to or pressured by somebody else. Jesus never forced or coerced anyone to follow him or believe in him. Neither do we. 
all right. We invite others to explore his life. Okay. Well, all right. The short answer is no. And I just, I don't know. I mean, it just seems weird that we need, that somebody needs all these commercials for like, guy's been around for 2000 years, right? Does he really need all these commercials? Does he need all this? I feel like everyone knows this and everyone who, a lot of people who want to follow him are already there, right? Maybe, uh, Pat, are you just mad that you have to scroll past the same ad 14 times on five platforms? Yeah, probably. That's probably it. That's probably what it is. Also, I'm not super religious now, so I guess maybe, I mean, I remember learning in class from the Bible, like, hey, pray quietly, do these things in, in private and don't, you know, don't, uh, don't really show that you're doing like, hey, look at me, I'm praying, I'm reading like the family guy thing. I'm I'm the, reading the Bible, I'm a Christian. But there was a Bible passage from, I think, one of the Gospels. Um, like, hey, do it quietly, because it's between you and God, right? Between you and you and me, big guy, between you and me. And I feel like this is, like there's megachurches too, we're like, oh, look at us doing these things. Like, that's not the point of what it means to follow Jesus, right? Am I wrong on this? I haven't been in the in the world for a long time but a lot of these i got to say a lot of these pictures on this website are uh, really depressing and uh i'm not really feeling it i'm not like i don't know who designed this website maybe it says it somewhere i just i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling this website this website's not doing it for me i'm not like if i if i didn't know anything about jesus i don't know that this website this weird looking website with kind of odd messaging would get me to believe. I'm not really sure that would work out. I don't know. You know what I'm going to do though? I'm going to take that out of my history because I don't want to get more ads about Jesus because I already know about Jesus. I already know. And I got friends who are Catholic and uh, they can tell me all the new stuff. All right. So I just, it just bugs me that I have to scroll through all the, you're, you're right. You're right. My inner monologue. Um, or my inner guy who listens to the show and asks questions as if I can hear you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bothered, bothered that um, that I have to scroll past the same ads every time I'm trying to look at something fun. And I see these really depressing looking pictures and I'm just, my goodness, my throat is dry today. Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's, this is Jesus telling me I should follow his website. But no, that website is not, not like it's not a Christian group running that site. Apparently it's non-denominational some kind of thing. We re- if we wanted to go down the rabbit hole, we probably could have done, you know, he gets us conspiracy and gone. Maybe we'll do that next time. Not next time, some other time. But uh, I, I do wonder though, like if, okay, if you don't follow Jesus Christ, let's do this. Here's another question for you. Um, if you don't follow Jesus, it's fine. Not going to judge you. It's all good. You know, this is a, as we say, a safe space. Would going to that website and and hearing people talk about it, about He Gets Us, the campaign, is that going to convince you to change your uh, religious affiliation? How's that? Like, is that, is this, I guess, so the question is, is this an effective campaign? Has this made anyone become a convert, a follower, based on these commercials? Let me know. So has this marketing, has this uh, weird marketing campaign, has it worked and have a lot, like, how would you track that? Have a lot of people joined whatever sect of Christianity they're trying to get you to join? Um, 
Has it worked? Let me know. Let me know. All right. I, I'm just all the ads that are everywhere. And like I said, I was in that world for a long time. And so I, I'm good. I kind of know the things. I know the teachings and, and uh, the premise of being a good person and all that. So uh, it's not maybe it's not for me. And so the ads are like they're everywhere. They're permeating all the things I look at and uh, bothers me. So anybody who's uh, any of my Catholic friends, I don't mean to offend you with this. Sorry if I did. If you'd like to come on and correct me, let me know. If you are if you're involved with the He Gets Us campaign, um, I'd like to talk to you about that. You know where have I gone wrong in explaining this, and and where where do I direct my ire for seeing all these damn commercials? <laughs> Maybe that's it. All right, no, really. If 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 I'm off on this, if I am, uh, if I have misplaced my, no, no, that's wrong. If I'm misinformed about what this campaign is supposed to be, and if I am. Uh, I don't know, minimizing the, uh, the impact or the need for this. Let me know. I, I am, uh, I'm happy to be, to be talked to in a, in a, I don't know, talk to me like a person, not like an idiot. And, uh, not about this. You can talk to me like an idiot about wrestling if you want, which we're going to do in a minute. But before we do that, all right, so there you go. Too many Jesus ads. I already know the guy. I'm good. Um, before we, uh, we let all the non sports and wrestling people go. Cause you can go, the rest of the show is, uh, is wrestling and then sports. So you can go after this, but I just saw this on uh, somewhere that KFC is bringing back the double down for four weeks, starting March 6th. So uh, if you don't know, the double down is there's no bread. It's two pieces of fried chicken with cheese and bacon and I think something else. Um, so the chicken is the bread. I'm very excited. And that one also is for my mom, because every time I talk about food on the show, she says, you make me hungry. And so mom, when you hear this, uh, next time you go out somewhere. Go to KFC, or no, actually, wait, if you listen, what day of the week is that? So the 6th is Monday. All right, so mom, Monday, when you're out and about, go to KFC, get the double down, and send me a picture of it in your in your hand, in your car. Leave a review. You know what? <laughs> mom, send me an audio, uh, audio review, or anybody. I don't know why I'm specifically talking to my mom. Well, because she always mentions when I talk about food. So anybody who tries the double down, even if you have tried it, if, whether you've tried it before or not, if you try the double down when it's uh, when it returns, leave me uh, leave me an audio review. Record it on your phone and send it to me. Um, do it th- through SpeakPipe or uh, give me a call 209-867-7638. Leave a voicemail. Leave your review of the KC double down, which is coming back for four weeks starting on Monday. So there you go. Let's do this. Let's do that. All right. If you don't like wrestling or sports, it's time for you to go. Thanks for coming. I shared you some fun news. And then, you know, for the rest of us, we'll do wrestling and we'll do sports and that'll be that. All right. So we got a question the other day. Uh, where'd this come in? The website, I think. That's why we don't have a name, um, which is fine. I'd love to give credit, but uh, I don't have that option because I don't have a name. All right. So Pat, WrestleMania is coming up soon. So I have a question. Who do you think is the best wrestler in the world right now? I think Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, and John Moxley are in the discussion. What say you? Well, thank you for the question. Um, this is such a hard question because there are a number of guys on. Well, I mean, I, and I'm not even considering the uh, a lot of the women I could have considered. Although you can, you can make a case for you know an Oscar or a Charlotte Flair or a, or a whoever, right? I don't know. I don't know why those two were on the brain, but. Um, Anyway, so you can make a case for a lot of people here, but 
this is a tough question to answer because it entirely depends on your criteria for a great wrestler, right? Because you can have a guy or a, or a lady who, uh, why did I say that's insulting? Um, I didn't mean that to sound that way, but it depends on what kind of, what kind of wrestling you like. Like if you're into all the flippy stuff, then you're going to lean toward a guy who does more flippy stuff than more, you know, catch as catch can wrestling holds, right. Or like a brawler or a, or a big guy, right. You're going to lean more toward whatever you like to consider that person the best, right. Or if somebody, um, is better on the microphone than somebody else. And that's what you lean, like, that's what you enjoy more, right. You're going to lean towards somebody who has more charisma and can cut a better promo than they can have a, than they can have a match, right. So you're going to lean toward people who kind of check all your boxes. And so that's the first thing is that a lot of these, um, it's very subjective, right. Or you can look at objectively, if you'd like, which guys sell the most tickets, move the most merchandise and affect the ratings. Like you can look at that. There is, that is a tangible way to determine who a top guy is, right? So you can do that. I don't track any of those numbers. So that's not how I do it. I do it just who entertains me more. And it's also really hard to, to keep it at best and not favorite right now. Cause I think that's, I fall into that trap a lot, but I do wonder though, I wonder how many different answers we can get. I might, I feel like there could be a lot, right? Um, oh, also, I only watch WWE and AEW, WWE and AEW. So anybody from Impact or New Japan or wherever else, uh, I don't know enough about them. So I can't speak to them. So they're not going to be on the list. So let's get that out of the way. Um, I will say, I thought of a lot of guys who I'm enjoying right now and who could probably be on this list. Reigns and Mockley made my list. Roman Reigns, for sure, has been at the top of the best story in wrestling probably for the last three years. Uh, it's been great. His character has been great. He's been crushing it. So he's for sure uh, near the top of the list. Moxley has been crushing it for two years. Like He was champion for AEW through the pandemic and kind of carried the brand when nobody could go see him. And I thought he did great. I think he's awesome. And I love everything he's doing. So two great choices. I will say uh, Kenny Omega, not even in the conversation for me. I just, I don't get it. He does absolutely nothing for me. Uh, I understand a lot of people love him. I don't. I I can't take what he does. I, I wrote about this a few months ago about Kenny and the Young Bucks, how I'm not a fan. They're not for me. I just, I've only, I don't know. People are like, oh, but he was great in this and did this. And I saw none of that. I have no reference for that at all. I've only seen his AEW work and I've heard people praise him. I, I hear people all the time say he's the best wrestler in the world and I don't agree at all. He's not, like I said, not even in the conversation for me. I just, I don't get it. Nothing that, so again, I've only seen his AEW stuff. So the last three years plus and nothing that I've seen shows me he's the best in the world. Now I just, I like, I don't get excited. I'm like, oh, like I've never... When Kenny Omega's on the card, it's I'm never like, oh, I have to watch that. He just doesn't move the needle for me. I don't get it. If you love him, that's great. I'm happy for you. You can enjoy all his stuff, but uh, he is 100% not for me. I don't get it. I, it's like he's goofing off and playing wrestler with his friends. I, I just, I don't get it. I've never understood the appeal because he came in with all this hype. Like, oh, Kenny Omega, best in the world. I'm like, okay. And I watched, I've been watching him in AEW and I just don't, I don't see it. 
I do not see it. So yeah, that's uh, all right. Went a little longer than I thought, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll get some angry nerds. Uh, like, what are, you don't like? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't like Kenny Omega. I don't care. I don't care. He does nothing for me. And when when he was suspended, when they were suspended after the CM Punk thing, I did not miss them. Kenny or the Bucks did not miss them at all. So yeah, if he did, if he never appeared on TV again, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't matter. I just I don't get it. I do not get it. But again. Happy you love him. Happy you're entertained by his uh, by his stuff. I just, it's not for me. Um, yeah, Reigns and Moxley for sure. I love what Seth Rollins has been doing for the last, well, let me see. I guess within the last year. Because so, like the whole, when he was uh, pushing for, to get a spot on WrestleMania, that he did a skit when he was like in Vince McMahon's office. Like, come on, man, I got to get on the card. And that was some of the worst acting I've ever seen. But after that, like all the stuff he's done after that, I think he's been really good. He's consistently like for me, best wrestler has to be a guy who you can go like, Hey, we need somebody to go, you know, put on a great show at any point in you know, on the card or like, Larry, let's say this, let's put it this way. If somebody gets hurt, or doesn't, who can't make the show, who's a guy you can turn to and say, Hey, now we need a main event. We need somebody to go out there. And we like, we got to change on the fly here and we need somebody to go out and put on a great show for the crowd. And for me, that is part of how you define best wrestler, because it's got to be somebody who can appeal to most people and who can go out every time, whether it's a segment or a match or both and just crush it and really show that, yep, here's a guy I can put my faith in and, and here's a guy I can like I, I will sit down and want to watch what's going on. So I feel like Seth Rollins is a guy like that. Brian Danielson's a guy like that. Sami Zayn has been great in the last year plus with the Bloodline storyline that he's been uh, been a huge part of. Kevin Owens, I've always said for well, not always, but I've said for years. I'm miffed he's not a bigger star. Um, I love what Gunther's doing. Although here's the thing again, and this is where I get caught up with best and favorite. I think Gunther's my favorite wrestler right now, but I don't know that he's He's quite there to say best, but I want to mention him because he's great. Um, although I thought of three other guys who could make this list, but they're out of action right now. So it wouldn't really, or at least they haven't been on TV a lot. AJ Styles, Miro, and, and uh, Pac. So I, I thought of those guys, but they're not really on TV at the moment. So seemed uh seemed unfair to include him in this, but there are a lot of guys who I could say, belong close to this but if i really had to narrow it down oh man and then Bro- i didn't even talk about brock lesnar i feel like the special attraction of lesnar and like he's definitely like there was a point for lesnar when he was definitely phoning it in but i think now he's just having a lot of fun and all of his segments are fun i don't love that he's facing uh a glorified hoss but anyway we'll talk about that when shaw's here for wrestlemania a few weeks from now but I mean, he's got to be kind of in the conversation too. But if we're looking at week to week, night to night, guys who go out and every time they go out, they put on a a good to great segment and or match. I, oh man, this is tough. I mean, Reigns is a good pick. Moxley's a good pick. Rollins, Danielson, Edge is on another great run. Uh, but if I have to pick one, oh my God, this sucks. Why do y'all make me do this? Why do y'all make me pick one? I mean, I know I do that with my questions, but 
none of them are hard like this one. Jesus. Um, it's got to be Reigns, right? Best right now. Because he's in involved in what's been one of the best angles in wrestling for three years almost. Or is it longer? Whatever it was, whatever it's been. He's been the top of that story for three years. And wrestling doesn't always have that kind of long-term story, right? So I feel like that definitely gives him a nod, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what? Let's say right now, as I'm sitting here on March 1st, Roman Reigns. Uh, although I know people will scoff at that because like, oh, he doesn't put on the great five-star matches. I don't care. I don't care. Every time Roman Reigns is on TV, I'm locked in. I'm entertained. Not to say that other guys that I mentioned don't do that, but there's a reason he's been at the top of the best story in, in wrestling in three years. For three years. Not in three years. For three years. Right? There's a reason he's been the head of it. There's a reason he was given the ball and he carried it through and he's been great. The story's been great. He's been a great part of it. And that's hard to ignore. That is hard to ignore. So give me, yeah, you know what? I really want to say like a Daniel Cena or an Edge because they've both been awesome. And all the guys I mentioned have been awesome. But it's got to be Reigns, right? Based on the things that I just said. And that people disagree and that's fine. That's kind of the point of a question like this. So we can all disagree, right? But yeah, right now, give me Reigns. I think he is, and you know, people who don't watch WWE can be like, well, what? I'm like, all right, that's fine. Disagree, let me know. Let me know who you think is the best wrestler in the world. Just know that if your answer is Kenny Omega, we're never going to agree. All right, so there you go. Give me Reigns. Oh, man, tough choice. But thank you for the question. I haven't talked about wrestling on the show in a long time. And we just talked about it for like a half hour. So, <laughs> oh, mom's going to hate this part of the show. All right, she'll like this part, though. We'll do some baseball, and then we'll hear from the captain. And that will be that for the show. So there are some new rules in Major League Baseball this year, bigger bases, no defensive shifts. Uh, they have to have infielders on both sides of second base, which is great. Fewer pickoffs for the pitchers, fewer pickoffs, that is. So now you're limiting the time where they throw over to first. They have two, they're called disengagements. So they can step off and throw over twice. And the third time, you got to get them out. Otherwise, I forget what happens, but uh, which I like, you know, because. I mean, how many times have you seen this where like you're waiting to deliver a pitch and then the guy throws over? I'm like, oh, okay. Then you're waiting to deliver a pitch and the guy throws over again, two and three and four times, usually waiting for the reliever to get warmed up in the bullpen, which is, I mean, I guess on on that level, it's fine, but to have to sit there and be like, all right, waiting for a pitch. Nope, throwing over. All right. Oh, no, no, they call timeout. Okay, geez, come on, get on with it. So I think that's great. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the shifting or the shift bands take uh, have a huge effect yet, but I'm sure we'll see that going forward. Uh, the bigger bases, I think, well, they did that mostly for player safety, which I love, because you don't want guys to get hurt. So I think that's good for me, uh, good for everybody, I guess, uh, who watches baseball, right? But uh, the best thing for me, and I looked this up, I wrote about the pitch clock in 2017, and Josh and I have been talking about it on the show pretty much every time he's come on which he hasn't come on in a while. I'd love to have you back, Josh. Um, we've talked about the need for a pitch clock because they just take, they, oh, you got guys stepping out of the box and adjusting their gloves and pitchers adjust fixing themselves. Get on with it. Let's go. Move it along. So now you got uh, 15 seconds with nobody on, right? And 20 seconds with guys on or something like that. Um, I should have looked up the exact numbers. But anyway, what you have to know about this is... The hitter has to be in the box and looking at the pitcher with eight seconds left on the clock. If he's not, 
it's an automatic strike uh, and the pitcher has to release the ball before the clock ends. Otherwise, it's an automatic ball. So I love it. Some people don't. That's fine. You don't have to. I think it's great. Uh, Move it along. You know, guys standing out there making games take forever. We now have short, like it's small sample for sure. It's only spring training, but it's already proven to speed up the game, which is great because, oh man, I love, like Pat, you love baseball. What do you mean? Yeah. But if a three hour game means, you know, 20 minutes of that is watching guys stand around and shake off signs and just kind of wait to throw a pitch, that's not exactly fun. Right. And I know like the standoff, the big at bat at the, in a big spot in the game, you kind of want to have that, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I guess we haven't had a, a big moment yet. Cause it's only the spring, but I don't know that I'd miss a ton of that. Right. Cause those playoff games, Red Sox, Yankees playoff games take like five hours and that's dumb. Move it along. Let's go. So I do like the, uh, the pace of play. Like I said, I've been talking about, uh, how baseball needs a pitch clock for at least six years. So <laughs> you're not going to find an argument from me. I do see that a game ended on a pitch clock violation, which I think is hilarious. And people are saying, oh, what, what if this happens in a playoff game or in the World Series? Buddy, if you can't get a hold on what the clock is and, and how much time you have in six months of playing games, that's on you. That's your fault. If Okay, say this does happen, right? So they're, they're doing the whole pitch clock this year. So say we go through the whole season with the pitch clock. So you've now had plenty of time to adjust to getting ready and being prepared in a quicker fashion than you're used to. So you've had an entire season to get ready to do this. And now it comes to the World Series and you get a clock violation. That's not the fault of the clock. That's on you. That is your fault because you have still somehow not adjusted through a whole season of having to be ready at a certain time. So that's not a thing that I get to complain about. If like it happens to my team, like, well, yeah, like it's a violation. Like, oh man, the clock is dumb. No. You had a whole season to get ready for it. You've had all now you have the whole spring to prepare and get yourself adjusted to being quicker to the plate or at the plate and being ready. Right? You have all this stuff. This is why we do this in the spring to adjust to the new rules. My one concern though, I mean, I have more than that, but my concern at the moment is guys are going away to play the world in the World Baseball Classic. And they will not have these rules. They won't have a pitch clock and they won't have the shift rules and they won't have this and that. So then they're going to go play in the tournament and come back and have to readjust. So that's that's the part I kind of don't love. But like maybe, I don't know. It's either they start these rules in a year that doesn't have the World Baseball Classic or the World Baseball Classic adopts these rules. I guess that those would be the two solutions. That's not going to happen as far as I know. But I love the pitch clock. Uh, you're not going to find me negative about it. I mean, if if my team screws up and the pitch clock costs them uh, a run or whatever, then that's on the team for not adjusting to the new rule. Like you all know the rule; it's all there. It's going to take time to figure out how to how to really get in and and uh, and handle your business now in a shorter amount of time. But I love it. Let's go. Keep it rolling. You'll be all right. You'll figure it out. I promise. And if you don't, then you know. I don't know. You suck. <laughs> so there you go. Yes. Pace of play rules. I love them. People are going to be mad. Oh, go. What happens? Well, guys will adjust as they have in baseball for a hundred years. 
They will adjust. They'll figure it out. And if they don't, then they won't play baseball anymore. I don't know. That's kind of drastic, right? But anyway, um, I love it. I love the, uh, I can't wait to see the effect. If Because they've been talking about the bigger bases. If this will lead to more stolen base attempts. And I'm really excited about that because as I've said, I don't love that guys don't run anymore. I, I think the analytics have gone a little too far in that department. We're like, oh, if you're not guaranteed to get it, you shouldn't steal. I'm like, well, it's part of an, like, it's an, it's an exciting part of the game. And so I don't love that just because some nerd can't, uh, I don't know. Like it, it, there are, there is a subset of baseball fans and people in baseball who will ignore or, or dismiss a certain part of the game because it cannot be quantified. And, you know, you hear some people decry clubhouse culture and, you know, the effect, of, you know, the fun part of the game, right? Because you can't put a number on fun and you can't put a number on guys getting along and having fun in the clubhouse, right? So there are a lot of people who will see that and go, well, oh, remember, oh, clubhouse culture is not a real thing. And, you know, it is a real thing. Just because it can't be measured with a number and on a calculator or with a, with a mathematical formula doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm not saying analytics are bad on the whole, but I'm just saying. Not everything needs to have a number on it. And uh, if one of you nerds can explain wins above replacement, uh, why I should care, I'm still waiting on that. I've been doing that. I've been on that train for like six years <laughs> so or eight years. So let me know. All right. But I love the pitch clock. Let's go. Speed it up. I need a drink. Hold on. I wonder if I should have a pitch clock for this show. Like if I should have a timer for the segments on this show, would that be a thing that could work? Could we try that? Would that work? Let me know. All right. I know lots of calls to action for you this week. Oh boy. There we go. We're good though. That's all my stuff. I got to tell you, we've been here a long time. Uh, it's fine. It's all good. It's a pot. Yeah, you're fine. It's not like two hours, so it's fine. But yes, pitch clock. Love it. Big fan. Can't wait to see more people complain about how it didn't need to happen when you were complaining. It's too slow. Um, no, that's not even true. Like the people complaining about it being too slow probably weren't, at least the people loudly complaining probably weren't hardcore fans, but at the same time, that doesn't mean it's not an issue. Like just because hardcore fans are complaining about it doesn't mean it's not a problem. So just because it's like, oh, the casual fans are like, oh, it's too slow and boring. Brr. Just because someone who watches baseball all the time like me isn't loudly saying that doesn't mean it's not a problem. If you really think about it, like, yeah, I don't need to see the pitcher standing out there taking forever to throw to throw one in. You know, get a move on. All right. So there you go. And I watch baseball every goddamn day. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Uh <laughs> so there you go. That's me. That's all the stuff I got to tell you for today. Let us turn it over to the captain. I know the Flyers GM made some interesting comments the other day, and uh, I don't ever tell the captain what to talk about on these updates, uh, but sometimes I will see a bit of news and I will text him about it, and then maybe that'll make it into the update. Maybe it won't, but uh, the GM made some comments, and I, I'm pretty sure the captain is ready to pounce on those, so let us turn it over if he's there. If not, then you'll have to wait and find out what happened with the Flyers until he comes back. I don't know. Anyway, let's turn it over. Good sir, the floor is yours. Take it away. Thank you, my friend. In case you weren't there, you know the thing. I, I did it backwards. The Melting Path, the next level network. There we go. All right, we're good. We are good to go. My thanks to Ruby Bones for the tune. Ruby Bone, RubyBonesBand.com. My thanks to the captain for, uh, for dropping in, I hope. And my thanks to my mom for giving me, unknowingly giving me uh, a good thing to talk about at the top of the show. All right? And... Uh, we're good. Have fun. We got some stuff going on this weekend. I hope it all goes well. I hope the kid 
feels better so we can go do the things. And uh, if not, well, then here we are. Should I stream? Should we stream words with words with friends, words on stream with uh, with the boy? That'd be fun, right? Would that be fun? No? All right. We'll see. We will see what happens. But uh, we're good. All right. Thanks for coming. I love you. Go have fun. Don't be dumb. This has been an 8 the production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And uh, you know the drill, all right? Don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. TheMeltingPat.com for more from me. You can see me right now looking awkward, trying to figure out how to look right at the camera. Patreon.com slash TheMeltingPat. There we go. Newsletter is out today. Well, as I'm recording, it came out today. So again, meltingpat.com for all of that stuff over there as well. All right, we're good. We're good. Thanks for being here. I'll talk to you next week with, uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, I have a good, am I the a-hole from Reddit that I want to talk about next week? I was going to do it today, and then uh, we got the wrestling question, so that took up uh, more of the time. All right, there we go. We're good. Go have fun. Don't be dumb. I love you. I'll talk to you next week. We're good. We're good to go. You've been inside the Melting Pad on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Stop a slice from the top to a VK. Got a bar cut of drinks, but girls got the bait on the front board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a milk. It's not teeny time. Yeah, yeah, feeling old. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, you're on chair, cherry crowns And caught chill by Marshall's and my ride Wobbles to the right, take out that bridge Inside of me, a hot coffee, then fill it up with ice Water matters like it's rain Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, it's sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold He's something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Keep one thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, didn't even get a bite, but the brew tastes nice, back to the ball. So every jack of reason a collada, need a whole lot of them food drinks, they got me a buzz, I must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.